0: This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about a local startup that had to leave the city in order to find success. Also, one of Louisville's public companies has been sold, the Vince Tyra one. It's a big deal. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Marty Finley. How's it going? And Haley Cawthon. Hi there. On Access Louisville, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do with a difficult question. Did you guys look at what the difficult question was this week? Yes. Yes. Good. Uh, We had our advertising firms list published this week. Uh, So I'm going to ask our panel, what are your favorite radio jingles? I'll start with Haley.
1: Okay. So I have Sirius Satellite Radio, and I don't hear a lot of radio jingles anymore, but I do have some television jingles that stuck out to me whenever I read that question. First off, I'm going to start off with the one I've loved since I was a kid. The best part of waking oh yeah,
0: up is that's a
2: great is one. single cap. I
0: hope <laughs> the rest of you guys are going to sing the jingles.
1: Yeah, you have to <laughs> sing it. It's a prerequisite. I've just made it that way. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> and then I wanted to share my least favorite jingle. Um, so, don't hate on me, fellow Hoosiers, but Peyton Manning in Nationwide. Oh, come on. I hate... Nationwide is on your side. And then, like, but all this. He takes the it and <laughs>
0: makes it into a funny thing. He I don't makes like uh, it. <laughs> new lyrics for it.
1: I don't like it. I find okay. it annoying.
0: <laughs> well, those lyrics are completely escaping me. Does anybody remember some of the silly Peyton Manning lyrics?
3: Uh, There's one about chicken parm, something. He's like making oh, a chicken yeah, parm sandwich right. or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Vanishing deductible. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <He> also <laughs> brought just in Brad
3: Paisley. The it's I don't think either
0: you guys can. That, but, um, Marty,
3: uh, I wish you'd come to me last because I'm gonna be total grumpy old man and say I hate radio jingles as oh, a geez. an entire like set of something whatever it is. But whatever category you put that in, but I just do not like radio jingles at all. So you like no radio no, it, jingles. I usually just kind of quickly turn the channel when I hear What's one. What's
1: your least favorite one that you can oh, remember? Since you don't like any oh, of them. I don't go. know. Like, come on. I've never thought
3: about my least favorite because I hate them all. I hate them all so um, equally. I don't know. I don't really know. Okay. All right. I, maybe come back to me. I'll think about this a little bit.
0: At the end of the show, we want you to do a whole song and dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll record it and post it online. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Broken.
2: Okay, so I have... Um, so when I was a kid, I thought that it was, um, really exciting to memorize the Louisville bartending school, um, jingle. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sure my mom was super proud that her like fourth grader was running around going, I learned a red snapper, kamikaze, long Island iced tea, black Russian, fuzzy navel, NSX on the beach, uh, margarita, bloody Mary, slow gin fizz, Learned to make them all on the rocks with a twist. There's a school to attend that I highly recommend. I call 1-800-BARTEND. bartend, bartend. Uh, so I remember that word. <laughs> I thought it was like a thing on the school bus that, like, if you didn't know that, you like couldn't get on the bus. I don't know something like that. Um, <laughs> I think it was on.
0: Yeah, it was like part of the Kentucky education law that everyone had to know the words of that song. <laughs>
2: right, right, right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure my mom. Hi, uh, mom. I'm sure you're proud to know that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So there was that one, and then there's the Shane Co. One um, that where it's Tom Shane. And I remember this time in college, we were um, we had taken a trip to Florida on spring break and several of us are all in the car, all from different cities. And it was when we all realized that the Shane Company was not a local jewelry store and that we all had Shane Co. in our I was
0: towns. shocked when I learned that as well.
2: I mean, it was just in, in Colorado. Just right? mind yeah, blowing. mind-blowing to us. We were all like, wait a minute. I thought
0: Tom Shane was down at the Shane store on Hearst, and Taylor's store. <laughs> Tom show. Shane was on, or South, on, Park. Or on online South Park. I know, he one was time. on a South Park episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or online at ShaneCo.com. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um,
3: I do like the Shane Co. Genesis diamonds, like, Radio wars. I don't really like. They don't. Not they're necessarily their jingles, but they sort of like.
0: Do they? They tear they at each other on of the radio. Kind of cat fighting
3: on the radio all the time.
0: I had no idea. Yep. I'm gonna name two local ones. One is. Uh, I don't think they still do it, but this like neilhoffman.com had like a, a really like, just over the top power ballad of a jingle that I won't sing, and uh, Tom Drexler, the plumber whose name is his number. It's uh, <laughs> also uh, a favorite of mine. Even you're not going
1: to uh, sing it for us? Uh,
0: no, no, I'm not going to do, do it. You know the song. It's called called Tom Drexler. Um,
3: <laughs> I think it's one Tom Drexler. Right?
0: One Tom Drexler. So that's that's our his number. number. Yeah. Anyway, that was a nice bit of advertising for Tom Drexler and Folgers <laughs> and the Shane company. company. So go look at our uh, list of Louisville's largest advertising firms posted on our website right now, louisvillebusinessfirst.com. Um, I'm going to move on to more serious topics. Uh, Haley had a story that went up this week about a company that was founded here in Louisville but had to leave in order to grow. So Haley, why don't you tell me about that a little bit?
1: So the company is called Codable, and it was founded by John Mattingly and Gretchen Hubner. and Gretchen's actually from here. She's from Louisville, um, grew up in like Forest Park or something like that. And uh, John is an import to Louisville, but they both went to UofL together. And John had been programming for a really long time, since a very young age, and he was um, pursuing startups based on his computer skills. And he started a startup called SurfScore, where you could surf the web and score points that you could redeem, um, basically kind of like affiliated marketing or something. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, that wasn't really working out for him. And so Gretchen went to a baby shower and her and her friends chipped in to get her other friend a your baby can read software kit. Mm -hmm. And they were joking around that like, you know, kid parents are going to have to teach their kids to program and code. (laughs) Like that's the new your baby can read. And they're like, well, what if your baby could code? Yeah. And so that was kind of the born this idea. Yeah. (laughs) That, that born the idea of (laughs) codable, which if you haven't heard of it, um, it might be used in your child's school um it's a software platform that teaches your kids basics of coding and programming um through a series of games mm-hmm. that start out at like beginner level through intermediate where they're actually designing their own game mm-hmm. um and so now it has 18 million users and it's used in over half of US classrooms, which I think is that just blows my mind. wild. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. So, this idea was born in Louisville and
0: a couple of U of L grads. A couple of
1: U of L grads, and they were basically pushing the pavement, like trying to get this idea funded. Mm-hmm. And um, people weren't very receptive to it because it just. It was too risky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you
0: said they went to Enterprise Core and that sort of thing. So what was like the reaction from Enterprise Core and some of the entrepreneurial groups? And
1: so uh, they spoke very highly of Enterprise Core and Tendai Cherasika. Is yeah, that how you that's pronounce, how you pronounce this? it? Okay. <laughs> so they spoke very highly of Enterprise Core and the entrepreneurial community itself, saying that they were very supportive. We're really helping them trying to get plugged in and connected mm-hmm. with People that can maybe help them in their venture. But then once it came time to like put the money (laughs) into the company, like they were met with a lot of closed doors and not a lot of interest because it's a high risk investment just because they want to see return on investment um, immediately and proof of concept and Mm -hmm. revenue numbers. And um, I think they went to, oh, what was that? Chrysalis. It was a Chrysalis ventures. Yeah. Yeah, They went to Chrysalis and. John told me that Chrysalis said, come back to us when you have a million dollars in revenue. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's just wild (laughs) for something. Yeah, no, and Chrysalis
0: usually goes for the early stage stuff. Well,
1: this was 2013, I should reference. This was 2013 when it was started in Louisville, and so it took a while. Um, It took them, I think, six months to get a product to the app store. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a maze game that taught, like, basics of programming. So it took six months, and it was, like, November 2013 when they were, like, trying to get traction here. Um, And so they ended up going to the Lean Startup Conference in San Francisco, California, and realized that this is where we need to be. And so they decided to leave.
0: And you said uh, in the story they told you that Silicon Valley people were more willing to take risk. Why was that? So
1: they said the culture out there is just so vastly different than anywhere in the Midwest or the Southeast because mm-hmm. they grew up watching these companies like Google and Twitter sure. and Apple just like explode mm-hmm. over there. Like they have seen companies that can start from nothing and become these massive companies and historically Midwestern venture capitalists and investors and stuff aren't as interested in that. They're more interested in manufacturing and healthcare and like these concrete things that um, we're more accustomed to here.
0: And I think, yeah. And like, I can like see that I'm always, anytime somebody pitches me a story idea, I'm like I'm very skeptical of it, but uh, and I, I imagine it's the same idea, especially if you're putting money into something. I'm just putting a little time into writing a story. And I'm very <laughs> skeptical, but if you're asking me to put money into to something, I'm skeptical about. I can see it, but I guess that's just the culture here. It's just uh, not not receptive to that kind of risk. Uh, you guys feel free to weigh in on this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Should Louisville money? Be more, you know, expected to take on risky companies like this.
3: I'm just going to play devil's advocate for half a second here, <clears throat> because of the timing. You said what, November 2013, we were still in the recession at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a little. No, nothing had really bounced back yet. I think 2014 yeah. is when we started to bounce back. So, I'm not saying that was the sole reason. I'm sure it wasn't, but that was the yeah. timing probably didn't help either here in Louisville. Yeah, because things were still kind of sluggish, but.
1: That's yeah. a good point.
0: Yeah, that's true, and things were... I think the, the recession kind of, it was slower. It was a slower recovery here, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, it,
3: it was... Late 2013, really in 2014, yeah. when things people started were still talking back. about it when yeah.
0: I first started working here, and that was in 2012. So, how about you broke anything to add on that?
2: Well, I just think that you know the recession did kind of change how uh, we look at things, and you know, a con- Louisville was a conservative market before the recession, mm-hmm. and I right. think that it only made it more conservative with their their yeah. money. So, and it
0: seems like it didn't hit us as bad here, but it just took us longer to recover. I don't know. You know, it's like we got we got punched bad but not directly so yeah. do uh, you guys
1: think that the tech revolution in Louisville is like just recently started like maybe since 2017 or something or
0: i don't know like i think the tech revolution is just not here like oh i mean what, there's been some good news this year with the microsoft yeah uh, i was going to say it seems
1: like there's a big push at least
0: yeah in and then like we had google fiber i know it was just an experiment by google but like, it's, at least we were willing to like, you know. And I think they knew, like Louisville knew that that was an experiment. At least they were willing to like,
1: put a toe in the water, the the risk, yeah. Yeah. yeah, take the
0: risk and say, here, yeah, you can screw <laughs> up our streets a little bit. Uh, of course, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's mad about it now. But uh, I read somewhere that they were fixing those. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I, I honestly, I don't think we're, yeah, I think we're too risk averse. I don't think we're ever going to catch up on tech. I think we'll it'll always be. I mean even cities like Indianapolis Haley we were talking about this last week
1: Salesforce <laughs> yeah they
0: have like Salesforce and some of these big like tech companies that can um, you know that they can claim but like what do we have I and mean, Humana is pretty um, technologically advanced but um, I worry that you know <laughs> they're gonna you know have to go elsewhere to find the talent they need so but um, anything else on technology all right, I'm going to move us on. I wrote a story this week as well. Um, I think it's one of two stories I've written this week um, about a uh, a company called Industrial Services of America being sold. The buyer is River Metals, which is owned by a Cincinnati company. Um, this story is interesting for a couple of reasons. ISA is a, a public company. Um, it's a small public company, but it does get some press every now and again because one of its board of directors is Vince Tyra, the University of Louisville athletic director, and people always seem to jump on this. Uh, anytime we write a story about this company, people seem to jump on it. Um, so I was, uh, I thought it was interesting that the company sold. Um, and were you,
2: were you surprised by that?
0: Well, I was going to say, like, I didn't think it was very surprising because um, uh, basically their CEO. Would, you know, kind of said a few maybe it a few years ago that they uh were exploring options, which is kind of corporate talk for we're we're <laughs> we're really rethinking this. Yeah, um yeah. and um also, they had last week were warned that they might be delisted from the NASDAQ because their shares were trading so low. They were trading at less than a dollar per share, uh, which is you can only do that for so long before the NASDAQ will say uh, you're not big enough to be on the NASDAQ. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Um, So so I was surprised that it's taken this long um, to to find a buyer considering that the company had been pretty – up front that it was considering options, you know, maybe a couple of years back. Right.
2: So, so what does this mean for our local employees?
0: Well, uh, that's the good news. Um, it looks like the uh, River Metals is going to hire um, all of the employees except for the CEO. Um, He's uh, He's got some other ventures, so I, I imagine he's just going to move on and do something else. But um, it sounds like most of the employees are going to be working for this new company when the deal closes, and that's probably going to be in about, um, I think it's late this year or early next. So uh, still still working through the due diligence process. Well, I guess it wouldn't be due diligence, but still working through the closing process and that sort right, of thing. Right, so. right, right.
2: Uh, shifting gears just a little bit, is, um, is Louisville losing too many of our public companies?
0: Uh, I'm starting to think so. It seems like every once in a while I write a story about um, a Louisville public company getting bought. Um, we, ha- we keep a list of uh, public companies in Louisville. Uh, back maybe five years ago, there were 19 companies on that list. Um, there will be 15 companies on the list. If this uh, industrial services deal closes as, it, as it's expected to, um, basically, a lot of companies have been purchased. Cafe Press was purchased. This company was purchased. Community Bank Shares uh, a few years ago was purchased. So Kindred just has Kindred folded was in with Humana. Of course, it folded in with another local company. Um, but I do think it's kind of concerning that that list of companies keeps getting smaller and smaller. Now, we've had a couple of new companies launch and make it onto that list, but um but it it does seem to be shrinking and and even some of the companies that are on it like yum brands you know it spun off its china division a few years ago and that company is half the size of what it was a few years ago before it spun off its china division into a separate company so uh so that list is like Getting smaller and the companies on it are getting smaller. So like we've lost a few companies and the ones we've added are are much smaller companies. Do so you, I like worry about that on, on a just an economic development level.
1: Do you think private companies are less likely to consider public trading?
0: I think like it seems like there's a lot more focus on private equity now than there <laughs> used to be. I've heard it said that some of these like private e- equity uh venture things that I go to um, they've said that public financing is just not as attractive as private right now. So it's easier to get private equity and you don't have to go through all the regulatory hoops mm-hmm. that you would if you went to um, public. So, so yeah, I think so. I mean, it just does worry me because you look at a bigger city, um, you know, like even Minneapolis.
2: I was going to say Minneapolis. <laughs> like, yeah. has like so their many. list.
0: I can't remember how long it is. I'll put that in the show notes. But it's like, it you know, and that's not the that's not New York. I mean, it's a midwestern city, and and it's got a lot more public companies than us. I'm sure Indianapolis does as I well. Mean,
2: yeah, they, I mean, I think that they have a, a program like we do with our Fast 50 with their public companies because they have so many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or uh, our sister publication up there.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so. Yeah, a ton of
3: them. I've heard a few CEOs have talked to me in just the last year or two that <clears throat> their ex- explicit concern has been the the shrinking of the public companies. Yeah. They, they feel like I mean, what do you think that, that means for our But city. I don't know
2: what you do
0: about it. I don't either. I like, mean, it's all like a bank buying another bank. Yeah, it's, it's like, largely, that has nothing to do with us. Largely out of your control. Yeah, I mean, it's um, just kind of, you know... You know,
3: I just think it's one of those things that, you know, there's some... Probably not with this company, because it's rather small, but a lot of these public companies have a national profile. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it gives your city more of a national profile. Mm-hmm. And um, no one wants and to see plus that. headquarters, no wants, jobs, yeah.
0: you know, they attract like... You bring smart, you know, uh, people in for headquarters jobs, and we're just losing out on that. Even though, you know, like you said, industrial services, small company. I don't know how many people worked in its headquarters, but Mm -hmm. um, but now that that group of people is not going to be here. You know, that's probably going to be run out of that Cincinnati.
3: And you got those headlines, you know, that these companies are leaving, and no one wants the we're losing companies. They want the we're gaining companies headlines. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and like, when was the last time we landed
3: a public company here? creative
0: realities creative
1: maybe? realities that was what november 2018
0: yeah and um and it's a small company you know they also that's how they start out so yeah hopefully they're doing would, fairly well now Yeah, hopefully they're it grows into something yeah. um i remember just reading their yeah. earnings report a few days ago so um and what was the other one uh, chara solutions um mm-hmm. yeah. also well, kind of and a newer one cedric's company oh yeah um, um uh pellis, Pharmaceuticals,
2: pellis thank yes. you yes
0: You just know Cedric. You don't know the company. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. With his
2: witty uh, responses to the CEO survey. He
0: had the best responses in our CEO survey. So, Um, Anyway, anything else on public companies? All right. Well, I think that's it. I'm going to move us on. I think that's actually all we have for our show this week. Um, Before we sign off, I'm going to go around the room and let our panelists share their social media handles. Uh, Haley, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at BF Lou Haley. That's H-A-L-E-Y. And I'm also on Instagram at HaleyCawthon. Um, if you don't know how to spell my na- last name, look it up in a byline. <laughs> uh, everyone keeps asking. <laughs> and my dog is actually on Instagram too, and he has more followers than me, so he might just be more... And Winston is super cute. Yeah, so... Winston is super cute. He's... At Winston the Hoosier pupper,
0: nice. He's pretty cute. Does he give you like social media advice? Or <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, he gives me some tips every now and then. He like, "Come on, mom! Like, now why don't you wear a bandana?"
0: <laughs> yeah, Winston's a, a popular uh, dog on social media. Marty, how about you?
3: At um, BF Marty on Twitter, um, I'm on there quite a bit. Probably most active there. I'm also on Facebook and on LinkedIn under my name. So check me out on one of those. Um, I may start a instagram for my son i don't have a dog so maybe we'll say <laughs> <out there>. you <laughs>
2: had an instagram at one time right it's
3: still there Uh just don't instagram use it. it's kind of dormant I, mean, I feel like
2: i feel like that's how you use instagram the way i, I use twitter
3: um, yeah so. so well worse than that i'm like <laughs> never on instagram so it's i'm there. still it's there I like i get completely on completely
0: dormant i don't think i've posted anything in like a couple of weeks but, but you're
2: there you commented but on i my pop in every day, now and again so. yeah
0: so I, I like pop in there. I'm trying to remember that that's a thing that exists and <laughs> I should go there. Yep. Uh, Brooke, how about you?
2: Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at at BF Designer. designer. Um, I'm there. I'm reading. Um, I just don't always uh, tweet, but, but I'm there. I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> Lurking the lurk, in the corner. The lurker <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I like, that would be a great tweet. And then like the, the moment passes and then it's, it just never happens. I do a lot of so, that. So, um, so that's how I, how I do Twitter. And then I'm on Instagram at, at Timmins 26 Um, and that's my personal account, but you are more than welcome to follow me there. Um, it's a lot of baking and my dog. So
0: yes. And I am on Twitter as well at BF Lou David and on Instagram at D man 3001. And I will try and post something very, very soon. I promise. Um, that's uh that's the show if you haven't already uh please consider subscribing to us on apple spotify google or other services um those are free and you can uh, never miss an episode that way uh thank you very much to our co-hosts here uh brooke marty and Haley, and uh thank you guys for listening at home